What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. Legislators in Harrisburg recently passed a bipartisan bill called the Whole Home Repair Bill. This is an important bit of legislation that could help Pennsylvanians across the state repair homes that are in dire need of such help. There are a number of details still to be worked out. However, we thought we'd give you a preview, and to do that, we are speaking with Steve Luxton. He is the Executive Director and CEO at the Energy Coordinating Agency of Philadelphia also known as the ECA. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for speaking with Linda and me today. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to, to be here. Would you please tell folks about the ECA? Sure. ECA is a large nonprofit. Um, ECA was born and bred in the city of Philadelphia. It was actually created based on a uh, current situation back in the, the mid-80s, early 80s, before there was a moratorium on uh, utility companies um, shutting off services to homes that had high arrearages. Uh, homes during the winter were having their gas service shut off, and there didn't seem to be any real strong representation for uh, all these uh, homes that were uh, unfortunately undergoing uh, service shutoff. So that was the spark that created ECA. And uh, 38 years later, we are now provide heating repair for, again, the low-income population. We will typically restore heat in a low-income home um, about 5,000 times. Uh, we visit about 5,000 homes every heating season. And we're funded by the city of Philadelphia for that. We also um, replace heating systems. Uh, in some years, we've replaced almost a thousand heating systems. Uh, we also provide weatherization, which is funded by the Department of Energy to help reduce energy burdens. An energy burden is the total amount of household income that goes towards energy services in the home. So not just for heating, but for cooling, and then just the energy we need to turn on our lights and run our refrigerators and so on. Uh, in a low-income household, that can be 25% of the total income. And to put that into perspective, in a middle-income home, that ratio decreases dramatically to about 5% their uh, energy bills. Um, and additionally, ECA has added a large uh, green energy training center. And again, we're aiming at those that have been economically and educationally disadvantaged. Uh, we provide very robust training for the burgeoning green energy industry, which could be renewable energy. For instance, we have solar PV training uh, where we can train folks as as early as 18 years of age, all the way up to we've had folks in their 60s looking to start a whole new career, uh, which is fine. Uh, and, and the folks that we primarily serve represent the diversity in Philadelphia. I would say that uh, most of our 
students that we uh, train and prepare for uh, a new career are people of color and folks that have been economically disadvantaged for most of their lives. Many of these programs, if not all of them, uh, are subsidized by other entities, Philadelphia Works, OIC. So if there is an interest, that's pretty much all that's needed. And we will help align that individual with a program that would subsidize the cost of the training. So this bill will help people who need home repairs that have not been able to qualify for other programs such as weatherization fix their homes to be able to do that. Is that the plan? That is exactly the plan. You know, this issue is coming up in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. I think. I've been in this industry, uh, residential low income, for about almost 30 years. This has really been my my calling. Uh, as, as a middle income, you know, middle class person, I see the, the uh, stark inequality uh, almost dichotomy between how they live and how they're perceived. Like, oh, they just need to get a job and their lives will change dramatically. You know, you hear all that garbage from ignorant people, but uh, I, I do see how they're preyed on and, and the money they, they need. They're very needy, but a lot of them are very, very proud too. So, uh, and in order to weatherize a house, it actually has to be in good physical shape. So uh, you, you can't have any type of leakage going on, like even in just a, a small roof leak or a, a plumbing leak that is just being band-aided and band-aided. Or uh, another very big costly problem uh, would be the sewer lines in homes that tie into this, the mains in the street. Uh, a lot of those are, are failing because the average age of a row home in Philadelphia is about 80 years old. What sort of money is available for people to fix up their homes? Up to $50,000 per person or landlord may be available. Um, this, this bill is uh, dedicated or, or designed to help folks that are in that low to moderate income uh, bracket. This is also uh, for folks that don't own their homes. And in fact, in, in low income, more of those folks, unfortunately, don't actually own their homes. So we are talking about landlords. But the good thing is that tenants are encouraged to apply working with their landlord for these home repairs. Is this a loan or is this a grant to people to fix up their homes? The concept was that it would be a loan very low interest or no interest loan to be able to provide the needed repairs uh, in their homes. So um, it, it, it's it's an absolute uh, great opportunity. The, uh, the, the bill is worth $125 million. And now our challenge is just to make sure that we can make it sustainable because we know that that money can be spent uh, fairly quickly given the current condition of many homes in that low to, to moderate income uh, economic bracket. Um, I also wanted to ask about, you know, other reasons like problems with greenhouse gas problems and, and how the bill fits into those needs. It's a great question. And it, it, it comes at a time where many of us are realizing that we need to really start focusing on 
eliminating fossil fuel fired appliances in our homes from our heating systems to water heaters and dryers and cooking and so on. We are aggressively trying to transition to all electric homes. But the fact that we have a program that will enable us to also replace heating systems and systems in homes that are driven by fossil fuel, we are very consciously trying to see if we can transition that home for electrification as well. So the, the timing of the bill is, is good. It's lining up perfectly with this environmental drive as well with electrification. As we talked earlier, before this interview, you mentioned that gentrification is another issue which this bill may help with. Could you explain why that is? Gentrification has really ramped up. Uh, for example, my agency is located in North Philadelphia in the lowest income zip code in Philadelphia, which is unfortunately the poorest big city in the country. And we're seeing gentrification start to impact neighborhoods around us. So we know that a lot of homeowners um, that have owned their homes, been in their homes for generations, are being challenged the, the lack of discretionary income that would enable them to keep up with the needed repairs in their homes, maintenance, and so on. So when a knock on the door seems to be an answer to their prayers, somebody is offering to buy their house and they can skip all the uh, necessary paperwork and make it very cut and dried. They are enticed to, to go with that. And it's perfectly understandable. Uh, you know, they're, they're struggling in many cases. And when this uh, opportunity comes to be able to sell their house and walk away cleanly from it, not have to worry about roof leaks and pest infestations and so on and so forth, that momentary uh, opportunity can uh, result in somebody moving out of their home, selling their home. And then they're, they're faced with the challenge of a just an upside down real estate market and pricing that is, you know, reached levels that we thought we'd never see. Um, that can create a whole new problem for that individual as well in terms of finding new housing because that money wasn't as much as they thought it was when it comes to buying a new home. So we try to run interference on folks that are in that, that situation and try to uh, encourage them to stay the course. And the whole home repair bill is, again, it was uh, a solution for a long-term uh, problem in this city. The bill is, is a statewide bill. So uh, there's folks across the state, uh, upstate and all the way out in Pittsburgh uh, that will be able to take advantage of this program. But in Philly, Historically, about 50% of homeowners that apply for the weatherization program, which we strongly encourage everybody to do, uh, it's free weatherization and it can reduce your energy bill and at the same time make your home more comfortable. Uh, many of those homes, unfortunately, are disqualified from the program because of the condition of their home. And typically, the, the most likely problem in a home is going to be a leaking roof. And so you need a new roof. And, and today that can cost um, close to $10,000. So needless to say, that's cost prohibitive for most folks that apply for our program. So they get deferred. And there's really only one program in Philadelphia that would be able to offer assistance with that. 
and that would be uh, the basic systems repair program or typically referred to as BSRP. And that is uh, managed and administrated by uh, PHDC. If they're not eligible for that program uh, or the waiting time, I should say, for that program is just not going to get it because the roof leak is that severe. Unfortunately, these folks have no other recourse. Uh, I personally have been in hundreds, thousands likely in my career of homes where I see how people, how they live with these issues. I've seen hallways lined with five gallon pails of roof water on their second floor. And this can go on for, unfortunately, um, you know, indefinite periods of time. So this bill is absolutely a solution that has been a long time coming, but it is here. It has been approved and we are now waiting for more information on how it's going to work and who will be doing what and so on and so forth. But rest assured, more information will be coming and uh, we will be sure to, to share that with, uh, with you as well. It's an interesting question as to uh, how this passed in our politically divided system. Uh, what is your perspective on that? You are so correct. It, it's, it's nothing short of a miracle <laughs> without uh, overusing a, uh, that word, but it, it is. You're right. In, in this very um, divided time in our country, uh, as in our state, which is very representative of what's going on across the country, to have bipartisan agreement on this and, and having it passed. In fact, the, the chairman of the committee that ultimately um, signed the bill was Republican. And I think that's a sign of the times that the fact that uh, these homes uh, that will benefit from this are not restricted just to one particular political party. Uh, this, this crosses the, uh, the party lines. There are many folks that might align with uh, Republicans, for instance, that are also eligible for this. So, it, you know, it's, it's all folks that uh, are in need of this service uh, will benefit from irrespective of their political affiliation. We're not always aware in our region, in the Delaware Valley, of all the rural needs and a lot of communities where homes are deteriorating or communities are being devastated. And that leads to housing abandonment and the whole community perhaps even going away. So uh, it, it's really uh, very wonderful that it geographically as well as politically cuts across different segments. You mentioned the funding for this. My understanding was the funding currently is in this year's budget, but not necessarily in any succeeding budget. So what are your ideas as to how one could continue funding past this year? That's a great question. And I don't think any of us that have been involved in the development of this bill really have a clear answer to that question. But we do know in the general direction that we'd like to head, you know, in terms of uh, folks that would be interested in donating or providing funding for the ongoing, you know, existence of the program. I understand that Delaware is funding it partially through Reggie. 
and a pre-weatherization program. And some other states have other weatherization programs. And so do you think that that could be another mechanism, assuming Reggie goes forward? You've done your homework, uh, Linda, and you're spot on. Uh, ECA is the sole provider of weatherization in the state of Delaware. They brilliantly, I'm not overusing that word, they have brilliantly, uh, Delaware that is, joined Reggie at the very beginning, I believe it was 2009, and they receive uh, quite a, a substantial amount of money from Reggie in the state of Delaware. And one of the programs that they're funding exclusively through Reggie is a program they very accurately call PreWAP. So for those homes that are disqualified from eligibility because of their physical condition, in Delaware, we simply realign them with the PreWAP program. And uh, we have a very generous budget in every home. If we can need to repair a roof and it's $15,000, then so be it. Will replace that roof. Uh, it, it's brilliant, and Pennsylvania should simply look to our little neighbor to the south and see how they have very, very wisely put some Reggie money to the best use, which is improving the conditions of low-income homes. And once we get that home repaired and, and fix the issues that disqualified it from uh, the weatherization assistance program, we will put them right back into the queue for weatherization. And then we'll do the weatherization work uh, that will enable us to lower the occupant's energy bill and hopefully just make their life that much easier without that 25% energy burden that uh, so many of them are dealing with. So Delaware has figured it out and they are way ahead of uh, Pennsylvania in that respect. I think we need to explain a little more for listeners who don't know what Reggie is. Reggie is the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. And through Governor Wolf's efforts here in Pennsylvania, it was adopted as a regulation. However, there are legal challenges from, I guess, a number of parties. So it seems like this next election may tell whether or not we keep the regional greenhouse gas initiative and would have funding to fund things like this whole home repair thing. Is that a fair assessment? That's, I, I would say that's a spot on assessment. Uh, I've been involved in, in discussions about Reggie and if we did receive the funding, what would be the best use of that funding. And of course, uh, speaking on behalf of the low-income housing group, uh, I, of course, am probably the strongest advocate for pushing for using that money for home repair. A lot of this talk was before Senator Saval was able to get this bill to happen. So uh, prior to that, though, uh, I thought Reggie was going to be the source of home repair money in this state. And it, it most likely will be if, if everything works out uh, the way we're hoping it does. The Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, which is sort of a carbon trading and income plan, is that what it is? Yeah, that's essentially it. Okay, and it would bring a, a sizable amount of money to Pennsylvania if it gets working? Yes, millions and millions of dollars that uh, could really make a very positive impact in the state. 
just want to remind folks that the housing sector and buildings is one of the largest contributors to greenhouse gases, maybe up to 50%. And now we're seeing also there's been a historically not looking at the health and safety aspects of housing. So putting all those things together would have a huge impact not only on climate change, but on our communities and their happiness in continuity. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've also been involved with folks that uh, are trying to address that very issue, the, uh, the mental health condition of folks that are living in homes that are in disrepair as well. If we can weatherize a home, we, we are also making that home more comfortable. And that means in the summertime, possibly a home that's been weatherized could be perhaps five degrees cooler. This doesn't sound like that much, but 80 degrees to 75 degrees, for example, can make all the difference. And you add a fan and suddenly it's, it's bearable as opposed to potentially unbearable. And that impacts how people sleep. And that impacts how people, you know, feel in their homes. And that can carry on as those people start to um, deal with other people. And if they're not that particularly happy or they're distressed, you know, that just tends to make for um, a less than happy, <laughs> for lack of a better word, neighborhood when folks are just dealing with stress practically all of the time. It's so interesting to me how all of this is so connected. All of these issues feed into each other or help each other. Yes. And, and you know, and when you, you look at it and you try to take a forest perspective instead of the, being in the trees, the most basic necessity in all of our lives is shelter. At the end of the day, no matter what you do or where you go, we all like to come back to home. Um, and if home is not that comfort, safe, healthy, environment that you know we should have in our lives then you know how, how can we expect other things to work out perfectly well so that yeah everything is connected but really to no surprise when you think about it because we're talking about the most basic necessity in all of our lives beyond transportation not everybody drives so we're not all affected for instance by high gasoline prices uh, particularly here in a, in this urban environment so, uh, but everybody is impacted by the cost of heating their homes or cooling their homes and by the condition of their homes. And it seems to me that addressing these problems could be a huge economic force for the good in Pennsylvania. It could help with our budget. Oh, absolutely. As I mentioned, ECA has a training center and we specifically uh, train towards uh, greening our society. So we, we train on residential energy efficiency. We train on commercial energy efficiency. We train on solar photovoltaic uh, installation. Um, we also train on uh, homes that have environmental conditions, uh, mold and lead and asbestos and so on, how to properly and safely abate that and or to mitigate that, excuse me. We also have a course coming up uh, where we are training individuals on in how to safely uh, eradicate pests in homes without contaminating the home, uh, which is what's been going on with 
uh, folks that can't afford professional pest control, uh, they'll do it themselves. And they overuse chemicals that unfortunately are very toxic. Uh, so, you know, ECA is dedicated to that, that whole cause of uh, not only making your home safe, warm and dry, but also making it chemically safe as well. Bed bugs, uh, you don't hear a lot about it, but there is a raging bed bug infestation in this city. And it's no surprise because of the contiguous nature of our housing. Where all homes are connected from one block, one end of the block to the other. And a, uh, a migratory parasite such as a bed bug, it, it's, it, you couldn't design a better house for bed bugs, unfortunately. Uh, for that uh, continuation of the infestation. So folks are uh, dealing with bed bugs and, um, you know, trying to eradicate them themselves. And they they may win the battle, but they could lose the war in terms of over chemi using chemicals in their homes and creating all the problems associated with chemical um, contamination in their lives. They're little ones crawling around on floors that have had a uh, spray put on it, for instance, and then they put things in their mouth. That all leads to a, a, you know, a very, very toxic environment, uh, potentially. Um, ECA has also tried to work with community health organizations and hospitals uh, because they also feel the impact of these unhealthy homes. Um, a lot of these folks that suffer asthma and uh, mold-related symptoms uh, will sometimes need to go to a hospital, emergency departments. And that cost, if those folks don't have health insurance, is borne by the uh, medical institution. So they should have a vested interest also in investing in uh, home repair as well. So that we would look to them to sustain and keep this whole home repair bill funding solid throughout the years uh, because we've got $125 million, but we also know that's going to be spread out throughout the state. And uh, going forward, five years from now, we still have money in that fund to continue the good work that it provides, highly unlikely. And if people want to find out more, should they contact the ECA? Yes, time we would encourage folks to contact ECA. Uh, we also provide the city's weatherization program, and this complements the weatherization program uh, perfectly. Okay, and how would people do that? Uh, our website is www.ecasavesenergy.org, and our phone number is. Uh, 215-609-1000. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.